What is up, guys? It's Alex Johnson here, the founder and lead analyst at YardsPerFantasy.com and senior writer at Player Profiler. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. Let's eat. Before we start today's show, I want to tell you about Thrive Fantasy. If you haven't heard of Thrive Fantasy, it's a daily fantasy sports app for player props. I've been checking it out, and it's a lot of fun, and I've already won some cash. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you for the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. They have props for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Depending on the sport, select 5 or 10 prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. And here's the best part. Use promo code YARDSPER, that's all one word, YARDSPER, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download the Thrive Fantasy app or visit their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Let's get right into it. These are some of the lower-priced, high-upside plays for Week 9. We'll start with a guy who is killing it as a rookie. Chase Claypool has been as boom or bust as they come. He exploded for 116 yards and 4 touchdowns in Week 5 to finish as the wide receiver 1. He followed that up with a combined 5 targets and finishes as wide receiver 13 and wide receiver 99 in Week 6 and 7. He landed somewhere in the middle at wide receiver 32, catching 5 of his team-high 9 targets for 42 yards and a touchdown and last Sunday's win over the Ravens. Even with Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster playing ahead of him, Claypool has been incredibly efficient with his opportunities. He's top 13 in yards per reception with 16.3, yards per target with 11, and yards per route at 2.4. He's top 5 in fantasy points per target, fantasy points per route, production premium, and quarterback rating when targeted. He also leads all wideouts in target premium, which measures his efficiency and context within the Steelers' offense. The point is, Claypool has been awesome when he's given the opportunity. We know he is capable of massive boom weeks, and Week 9 has all the makings of being one of those outings. The game has an over-under of above 50, and the Cowboys allow the 6 most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. With Deontay Johnson battling through injuries seemingly every week, the Steelers will lean on their star rookie more often. He is reasonably priced at 5700 on DraftKings. Justin Jefferson is coming off a down week thanks to an explosive performance from Dalvin Cook who scored all four of Minnesota's touchdowns in Week 8. But before the bye week, when Jefferson was actually featured here in this podcast, he caught 9 of his 11 targets for 166 yards and 2 touchdowns against Atlanta. He took advantage of a poor Falcon secondary just as we predicted he would and will look to do the same against the Lions who rank in the bottom half of the league and fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers and who just gave up three touchdown passes to Phillip Rivers. Jefferson has been killing it. He leads all wide receivers in yards per route and production premium, and is number three in both yards per target and expected points added. Assuming Matthew Stafford passes COVID-19 protocols and plays in this one, Jefferson should be more involved in what may turn into a shootout. This game has an over-under of 51 points, one of the highest totals of the week. Jefferson is moderately priced, at 6,100 on DraftKings. 
This one goes a bit deeper. Literally. Marvin Hall is one of the better deep threats in the league when given the chance. He caught only seven passes in 2019, but six of them went for over 20 yards, and five of them over 30. His career yards per reception average is an incredible 24.6. Hall saw greater opportunity in Week 8 with Kenny Galladay exiting early with an ankle injury. He took full advantage, showing off his explosive ability with 113 yards and 4 receptions with a 28.3 yards per reception average. It wasn't a fluke performance either. Hall ran 31 routes while participating in 72.7% of the offensive snaps. Danny Amendola and Marvin Jones are probably safer bets for production, but at 3,800, it's hard to resist the upside Hall brings versus cost. He's averaged a target distance of 22.5 yards with 24.1 yards per reception. Hall will see a Vikings defense that has allowed the third most yards per pass attempt and the third most finish points per game to wide receivers. Another big play threat with an opportunity to explode in Week 9 is Broncos rookie K.J. Hamler. Hamler caught all three of his targets for just 13 yards in the game-winning touchdown in last Sunday's thrilling 31-30 win over the Chargers. The second-rounder from Penn State has struggled to establish himself as a consistent threat in Denver's offense with recurring hamstring injuries and some backup quarterback play. Both both he and Drew Locke fully healthy Together, in Week 8, Hamler was on the field for 86% of the offensive snaps. He ran 38 routes. Before the injuries, Hamler ran 39 routes with a 100% snap share in Week 3. While he has yet to make the big splash plays we saw in college, Hamler has the speed to get deep and burn any cornerback for a long score. If his Week 8 usage continues, Hamler will have some boom weeks. Week 9 against Atlanta is a great opportunity for one of those outings. The Falcons have been burned all season and have allowed the 5th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. He's just 3,400 on DraftKings. Drew Locke has combined for 81 pass attempts over the last two weeks. He threw for 3 touchdowns in Week 8 and rushed for 1 in Week 7. The Broncos are 4.5 point underdogs with a game over under of 50, so the pass volume should continue. And they're in a dome, which is always good for the passing game, especially this time of year. And the Falcons have allowed a ton of points to quarterbacks this season. Lock him into your lineups at 5,200. We have to keep rolling out DeAndre Swift. We have to. Yeah, he only saw six carries last week, but he still led the team. With Kenny Galladay sidelined, the Lions will lean on the run game and look to get the ball into the hands of the most explosive playmaker. We saw in Week 6 what Swift's ceiling can look like. I think we'll see a similar outing against a Vikings team that has surrendered a lot of points in 2020. We've talked about Logan Thomas on several occasions this season because the peripheral numbers were there. Now the production is coming along to match it. Thomas has scored 13.2 and 16.0 fantasy points over the last two weeks. He'll have an opportunity to continue his streak of top 10 performances against the Giants and with a cost of just 3700 or tight end 14 on the DraftKings main slate. We like Eric Ebron a lot this week too against Dallas. Boom! How's that for a bonus pick? Well that's going to be a wrap for today though. If you're not already, please follow me on Twitter at A underscore Johnson FF and the site at YardsPer. 
please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Also, please be sure to rate and review. It really helps me out a lot and is much appreciated. Good luck in all your contests and matchups this week. Thanks, guys. Cue that music. Oh, 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 oh,